another week, another episode of Pitch Invasion. Welcome to it to each and every one of you. My name is Luazi Sikubu. I'm Tlalo Makwaza, coming in at you like Nigel Dion. And all the way from Anfield, this is Emeka Enyakike, and you'll never walk alone. Uh, yeah, sheesh. You know what, I'm, I'm tired of these Liverpool fans, it's still early season But anyway, Pitch Invasion, it's a podcast for football tribalists of all shapes and sizes And what we do each and every week is try and tell it like it is As far as uh, South African, African and of course European football is concerned And the good news uh, for all football lovers is that a lot of the major leagues in Europe have gotten underway as well, but uh, plenty of headlines coming out of England as usual. And Ola, as usual again, Jose Mourinho is not too far away from it. No, it's almost like he's creating the headlines purposely these yeah. days. It's almost like, you know, he wants this attention. And, you know, I said this in our first um, podcast, which I'm sure millions of viewers remember, um, listeners. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still not sure that Jose has got the right um, mindset for Manchester United. Mm. I, I don't think he gets it, and I think it's, you know, the cracks are starting to show now. He's not getting along with Ed Woodward. I think the Pogba being captain, I don't think he chose that. I think it was kind of forced upon him to keep Pogba at the club. And you saw now, you know, with Skulls and Mino Raiola getting at it, something's not happening at Manchester United. And in the middle of the storm is Jose Mourinho. And this could be his last season. I saw a report somewhere saying that, you know what, United could contact Zidane at some point and say, look, we, we might go a different direction at the end of the season if you're ready. Mm. And I, I don't see Jose staying after the season. I'm well, sorry. if Zizou is available, why not go for him? Well, I mean, look, um, it's two weeks into the season and I don't know why there's so much panic yeah. um, going on there. Um, let's see what happens in the next game. Um, one thing is for sure, in the, uh, uh, Mourinho has a record of always imploding in the third season. Yeah. So um, people are actually right to, to speculate. But I, I just think that Man United has enough quality there uh, for him to actually focus. Because yeah. if, if you remember what I said uh, in the last two episodes that we've had, uh, Mourinho tried to get certain players bought by the yeah. club. And the club is saying, look, we've got enough quality in the team. We don't want to, to spend unnecessary mm. funds on setting players. I mean, Harry Maguire for 80 million. No. Not worth the I'm price. Sorry. I mean, he's not in the same class as... I don't even think he was in contention <laughs> up until the World Cup. If it had not been for the World Cup, exactly, exactly. I don't think Gary I mean, Maguire he's, he's was had, He's had one good season at Leicester. And, and suddenly he's, he's what, 80 million. So, he wasn't going to improve on the defending. So yeah, Mourinho complained all the way to the opening game of the season. Yeah. And you see how much United, I thought against Leicester, they, they came out to try and, and play. But yeah. in this game against, against uh, Brighton, mm. from start to finish, Brighton were just all over them. But, but Amike, Amike, right? Is United's problem the players as opposed to the coaching? And I ask this question because... It's not like Jose, first of all, he finished second last year, granted by, you know, a landslide. But, you know, he has the players. You know, LVG finished second or third, I think it was. And he had a squad, you know, more terror. There was no Pogba there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at Jose and I'm thinking, we've given you this um, praise as being the special one, right? The guy who does miracles. You've, you've done amazing things, right? Your CV speaks for itself. But isn't it time that you start saying, you know what, let me pull a, a rabbit out the hat. Let me show you guys why I'm called the special one and actually just galvanize the team I, I, and, and coach. I agree with you 100%, coach. especially because 
it's not like he has to prove anything to anyone. No. So why is he still why is he still holding on to you know what? Let's not get hurt, uh, and then maybe we can try and look to hurt. No, Mourinho will. Why do you do that? See, Jose Mourinho will always be Mourinho. <laughs> he he plays. He, he has a siege mentality. Even when he doesn't need to I'm tired. Uh, to play the usual mind games. Unfortunately for him, now he's up against Pep Guardiola and Klopp, who ignore exactly. him. Yeah. You know, you see, he, he tried. He tried to pick a fight with, Mika. with Conte, and and you know when Mourinho doesn't get get anyone fighting him, mm. then he has to create an internal he, battle. You see, that's the thing. He's at Manchester United. This is aristocracy, and Mourinho is coming in like you know showmanship, yeah. the special one, and he's got to be subservient at United. Unfortunately, you're 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 coming into traditional Manchester United, right? Sir Alex Ferguson, Bobby Charlton. Mm. I think that special one, you've got to just tone it down a bit and just go along with the establishment. And maybe that might soothe a few problems. But when you come out, you criticize your players, you criticize certain parts of ownership. Yeah. How does that bode well for you in terms of support from the club w one, as a whole? One thing is, is clear. If he goes on a, on a losing streak, he's going to be fired. Absolutely. I, I, and I was about and to say maybe, so. maybe he wants to be fired. Mm. I don't know, because... I, the way he's going, I don't see him um, being in contention for the league title this this season. Which would be a terrible shame because, as you have mentioned, he's got the players, he's got the quality, he's got the quality. Got the quality. So yeah. it's 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 you know it's come it's come a time where, as a United fan, I'm just like you know what. To answer your question, Ola, it's not the players. It's not the players. Uh, it's, it's, it's because we have seen, again, we're going to touch on Pogba. We have seen that if you give Pogba the license to do what he does based on the pitch, he will do it. But the minute you try and stifle his game, you know, the minute you try and ask him to play within, you know, a certain box or a certain, uh, you know, role and, and, and all of that stuff. And as much as, yes, it's professional football and Mourinho is the coach. So obviously it all starts and ends with him. But you've got to allow your players to just, you know, and I was watching, I watched all the sort of the big games of the weekend. And one thing that resonated with me was how a lot of the, 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 the other sides, the, the so-called big six, if I may put it that way, a lot of their players look so happy when they're playing on the pitch. United players, they do not look as if they're enjoying themselves. If your coach is not happy. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's, not about, it's not even about the coach being happy. I think the players yeah. are, you know, the, some of them have gone and played for their countries where they express themselves yeah. and then you're in this cocoon when you play for for Mourinho and I mean you look at Manchester City very exciting look at mm -hmm. Liverpool absolutely yeah. uh, Boston you look at Tottenham even Arsenal in defeat yeah Arsenal, 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 defeat. Arsenal in, defeat, in defeat in defeat they, they, there was a moment in that game where I thought they had Chelsea's number absolutely. and then unfortunately yeah. they, didn't, they didn't take their chances so if you look at the season so far, all the top guns are, are, are you yeah. know, they're they express, I mean, even Chelsea. Yeah. They Chelsea themselves. has a new manager. Yeah. They're playing differently mm -hmm. this, this season. But, you know, with United, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's like, you know, some old lady. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think, I think, you know, just to move on from this United thing as well, um, that article that, uh, that Paul Ince uh, was quoted in, I think he's, that's terrible for him to say. He's just gone overboard talking about laughing stock. I'm like, who's laughing? No, no, he's, uh, yeah. he, I was just like, no, dude, come on, relax. Too I, I like, I like, and, uh, I like, relax. <laughs> I must say that I, I, I kind of like the, the, the reaction from, from Minoriola, oh yeah, you yeah. know, he said Priceless. to him that that if if Winston, Church, if Winston Churchill was standing in front of him, he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't know a leader. Yeah, Paul's <laughs> goals as well, exactly, exactly. You know, so 
there's a lot. It seems like there's a whole lot of doom and gloom as far as United are concerned. But as a fan, no, I'm just, just like it's just two weeks. It's man. just two weeks, and two you know weeks. what? Losing an away game in England is not unheard of. Yes, it was Brighton, but still, I mean, you know, what happens if United play well against Tottenham? Maybe, it, maybe it tells you, you know, that you don't underestimate anything. Brighton has bought yeah, quietly, precisely. and you know, the bot level yeah. some very good players. Yeah. And I thought they played on the front foot throughout that game. And I mean, look, yeah, you're playing United at home. There's no reason for you not to try and express yourself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we, I, I think there's way too much uh, over, uh, you know, a reaction as far as United are concerned. But let's quickly talk about the transfer window, which, uh, of course, in England has been now closed. Is this a good move, Ola? Is this a good move to, to have a short, especially, I feel, uh, on a, uh, in a World Cup year where, you know, you sort of did limit a lot of the teams uh, as far as the their, their business is concerned it's a strange move because it's closed mm. but you can still lose your players which is <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? so yeah. um it's very strange because i mean if they give take now um real madrid you know they decide okay guys you know what we're, we're all in for kane mm. and tottenham cannot replace him mm. they they trigger his release clause for some you know reason and they decide we're bringing kane in tottenham can't replace him yeah it's a really strange move i i think you know they should just have all the windows aligned and you know like they were doing last year from you know god knows when they started the window close at the same time end of august and that's it because now there are some teams who you have invested you know uh, in the season and they could lose some of their star players yeah. And I think that's unfair on the English teams. They've done their business. They've signed early. Mm. But you could still face... I mean, there's reports coming from Spain that, you know, uh, Barcelona are lining up um, a deal to see if they can get Pogba in there. Mm. And I, I think, you know, it's unfair on English teams. Like I said with Kane, if Real Madrid decides, you know, if Modric, let's say, for example, yeah. breaks his leg, God forbid he doesn't, on the weekend, yeah. they Mod- could just say, you know what, Tottenham... Boom, King's Ransom for Modric. My um, friend. For my, Ericsson. My, my friend, the, the, the English teams had a rough, a rough deal last year with players agitating to leave. Remember Coutinho, yeah. Van Dijk at South, Southampton. Some players refusing to train and all that. So, you know, this was, had, was meant to happen. It's unfortunate that the rest of, of Europe um, wanted to wait uh, a year later. But mm. the Premier League always tries to be the Premier League. And the way it is right now, it's left for the clubs if they want to. I mean, someone said something about, oh, there's no way United was going to sell, sell Pogba to, to, to anyone. Mm. Well, we, we've seen that, but let's see if they can, they can, they can hold on to, to, to him. Fair point. Fair point. Especially uh, what you're saying, Ola, you mentioned Kane at, 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 at Spurs. What if, you know, yes, there's talks now that Hazard is going to sign a new deal. But what if he doesn't? What if he actually, you know, within these last sort of two weeks, Madrid come and say 200 million? I mean, look what at Mino Rola's comment yeah, the other exactly, day, saying that, exactly. you know, he's going to have a sleepless yeah. night trying to find, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, a new club yeah. for Pogba. Uh, I mean, I mean so I wouldn't take the agents. Uh, yeah. like, the agents yeah. look after themselves more than, I mean, Philip Coutinho could have stayed till the end of the season yeah. and still gone to Barcelona. But the agent, you know, he wants his money right now and he tries to push that. But I don't think um, at the end of the day, some of these clubs, United, for instance, they, they are beginning to say we're also a big club. Mm. I mean, they, they wanted Ronaldo, except Ronaldo didn't want to play fullback. 
Nobody wanted Ronaldo. I did not want Ronaldo back well, at Manchester United. There's a reason why Ronaldo okay. didn't want to come there. Jose Mourinho still I there, am so. okay with that man. <laughs> but uh, let's quickly uh, move on to uh, African players uh, doing or applying their trade in the Premier League. Uh, which uh, uh, any particular African player that stood out for you over the weekend? I, I have to say, um, Mohamed Salah mm-hmm. and Again? and Mane yeah. uh, and and Keita. Uh, so, so, beat, so Liverpool, uh, okay, so the Liverpool no, players, so no, hang on, the Liverpool players, hang on. That's what he wants yeah, to say. They are, take long. <laughs> they are becoming, they are becoming the axes of evil at Liverpool. You know, are, are they now the MSK? The, <laughs> the MSK now. Yes, and 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 um, you know, to to an extent, I think Riyad Mahrez, mm. you know, shows that he's actually meant to be a big a big game player. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's, he's um, starting at Man City, which which is. Which is brilliant. I saw I saw an, a, 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 an interview with him where he says, you know, he's willing to bide his time at City. He knows that he's not gonna, you know, sort of just walk straight into the lineup because that's how strong they are. Mm. But uh, you know, just to have him as far as City, and while, whilst you complain about Ozil not 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 firing, mm. uh, I thought I thought Alexi Wobi did very well. Uh, yes, um, he did. Yeah, he he, he set did. up the first goal and and finished the second one brilliantly. He even had another chance, but I think <laughs> he should have put that away. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that would have been the icing on the cake. But I think that maybe. They need to start looking at at Alexi Wobi as mm. as an, another outlet for for creativity because he does that very well for yeah. Nigeria and, yeah. Yeah. and probably Unai um, Emery needs to look at at Ozil and say maybe Ozil needs to sit out some games and okay. give this young kid a chance. It's a, it's a, I mean I understand with the whole uh, you know difficult start as far as Arsenal are concerned, but I'm sure for Emery it's a, a nice headache to have. When and from, you have and from an like African Wobi. perspective, I thought I thought uh, Bayi. For United was awful, and, and this is the oh. thing with Eric Bailly. He went from being United's best player in the opening game, the opening game to yes. being probably the worst in the second. I game think in well. a way, um, Lindelof didn't help him. Mm. There, there was this particular moment where Bailly was they were like miles apart. They yes, were not, yes, yes, they were yes, not yes, playing yes, good, yeah. but that's also because um, when Mata wasn't tracking back, mm. and so uh, it left Young. Pretty exposed, and then Bai had to come out, and that made for. for Take nothing away from Bai. I, I still think he's a fantastic defender, but he did not have a good game against Brighton. And that is uh, the Premier League in all its shapes and sizes, and all the good and the bad as far as England's top flight is concerned. makes this better rivalry this is the absa premiership Bring it closer to home now, South African football. Plenty coming out of Kaiser Chiefs CSA have uh, not had a great start to the season, but what they have done in the past uh, day or two has brought in a number of uh, good players as well and good as far as the South African context is concerned. Ola, Lebohang, Manyama back in South Africa and mm. uh, some would say two years too late in joining Amakosi. You know what? Um, I, I'm actually not sure about this move um, because, you know, the last time I saw Manyama play, he had a fantastic season. Yeah, he did. You know, and it's now a year and a half, two years later. Yeah. I, I don't know. And, you know, in Chiefs' case, it sounds like a, it looks like a desperate move. Mm. They're still to win a game this season in the league. And I think they need something also to appease their fans because we all know our Chiefs fans, when things turn sour, how quickly they can just go against uh, the team. And look, I think Manyama's a good player 
and he's going to add value to cheese. But cheese's problem, to be honest with you, defensively, I mean, they're still trying to get Godinho back. I don't know if they successfully did get him back from loan. Defensively, they're a mess. And Manyama's an attacking player. So I, I'm not sure if that's going to solve their problems. Well, they've just brought in Mario Boysen as well, uh, which has been confirmed. So yeah. uh, maybe they are trying to fix that. We, you know, with, with Chiefs, um, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens to them in the in the uh, MTN 8 semifinals. They, in the league, they've just had this really, really uh, convincing uh, start to the yeah. season. You know, three draws and, and a defeat. I, I think that um, uh, Manyama seems like a panic buy, but also maybe he's av- he was available. Yeah. Because if you consider that Manyama, you know, at the end of uh, January mm. till the end of the season, he didn't have any game time mm. at, in, in Turkey. So, um, we all know what he's capable of, of doing, but one thing I've seen with with uh, with um, I've, I've seen with, with with Mayama is that when he plays in Cape Town, he kind of does very well. But whenever he comes down down <laughs> his way to play for any of the teams down here, it's almost like well, some, 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 some of the kids some, in Cape some, Town. Somehow, yeah. somehow <laughs> he, miss, he misses the sea. Yeah, you know, because for someone who was born in Alex, mm. you would imagine that. You know he'll be at home he'll here, comfortable. But in you know yeah. every time he's gone, I mean when he was at Ajax and and, and especially when, when he was at at uh, Cape, Cape Town, mm, Cape Town City, I thought he was. You know two seasons ago, I thought he was probably the best he, player in the league. He, he really was. He really yeah, was. He was. And I think you know what I think. What Chiefs are doing now is is perhaps, which is maybe natural, is that they, I think they're giving Coach Salinas, you know, less of a, an opportunity to complain as far as the squad is concerned, because I think that if you look at the the attacking options. Um, perhaps a bit more, you know, players that can add as far as going forward is concerned, and maybe as we've seen so far this season, give the likes of, of Shaba some time on on the bench as well to you know just uh, to to manage them. But Manya, having Manyama there, someone like uh, Mahasela as well, uh, you know, uh, the likes of Malolek are still to come back from injury. Um, you know, uh, these are players. Jang has started really well. These are players that can add a lot of quality to cheese. So uh, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, as a, a Chiefs fan as well, that you know it does give them or galvanize them especially going into the MTN 8 semi-final I think the, what Manyama just briefly also yeah. is going to bring is leadership yeah because I yeah, think he's, that's he's, that's he's one a, part that he's, she's, a, I think he's a born, missing on he's the a field born leader. leadership yeah well you know and that's uh, you know a lot of credit to him as far as that is concerned but it takes us back to the whole debate about South African football players and are they good enough do they go to Europe thinking you know what I'm going to make something out of this or you know, because we've seen too much of a, a thing happening now with them going and then literally six months later coming back. Are they good enough to be pl- playing their trade in the top leagues in Europe? I think South African players are good enough to play anywhere. I, in fact, if you ask me, I think um, over the last 20 years mm. that I've followed South African football closer, I mean, from, from, from very close range, I have to say that in Africa, they're probably amongst the, the most naturally talented mm. players. Um, however, I think that, you know, a lot of Disky and the whole Cassie. Is it a coaching thing they, then, maybe? Um, I think it's an orientation problem. Yeah. Because the, the, the first thought of most of those players, especially the ones from the townships, is entertainment. Mm. You know, you find a, a cross comes through that a player could actually volley. The first thing he wants to do is, is to kill the ball. Yeah. And then he kills the ball. He does some extra, <laughs> extra fancy, some sugar things, uh, like he's taking a selfie. <laughs> and then the, the crowd goes 
and then he thinks about that. And then when they go to Europe and find that, nobody has time for that. Yeah. You know, and so you find that the players who have gone to Europe and done well, Lucas Radebe, Benny McCarthy, mm. Uh, Steven Pina. Know, uh, Steven Pina. Yeah. These, are, these are players who are a lot more uh, business-like in their, in their approach to football. Yeah. A lot of these really skillful players, even if you check Dr. Kumalo, you know, when he went to Europe, he didn't exactly light up things because Dr. First time I saw him play for, for South Africa yeah. against Nigeria, I thought, you know, this guy is just going to... Him and Shoes... You know, the shoes, yeah. you know, did well in, in, in Europe as he well. Did. But, mm. you know, the players need to, to realize that football has moved forward. And, you know, to an extent, I think to, maybe the coaching also needs to change mm. in terms of what we saw from the World Cup where teams are, are now built around more, you know, teamwork ethics. Yeah. And, you know, they, they use a, a lot of the data in terms of what each player is capable of yeah. doing. Now, in, in, in the case of South African players, when you do all those fancy tricks, those things don't, don't get measured. They, they, they don't add to, Nobody, to the they don't team add to, They don't add to the, to the result orientation. Yeah. So if you are in a circus, maybe... Um, <laughs> That's playing, a bit harsh. Playing, <laughs> playing freestyle. Take, playing freestyle. Take Gazi football to the circus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look, Amika, okay. South African players are good enough to play overseas, okay? We have players there, clearly, right? The problem, I think, with South African players is that there's a grind that they just need to be, you know, they need to get into their minds. That, you know what, is that a purely South African issue? I'll tell you why it's a yeah. South African issue, right? Because we, this league, the PSL, is a fantastic league that pays well, mm. right? So you're a king here. But when you go overseas, you're battling against not only guys from Cote d'Ivoire, Nigeria, Ghana, Senegal, Algeria. There's a guy from Turkey. There's a guy from uh, Uruguay. There's a guy from Panama. There's a guy. So you're battling against guys that also want the same spot. Yeah. That requires a great degree of hustle and mental fortitude. Here, you know, it's, it's a bit too comfortable here. And you get paid well, right? So the structures don't actually push you to be at your excellent best they don't mm. push you to go to the next level mm. so when our guys unfortunately leave here i think there is a tendency for them to look back at what they're leaving as opposed to going there thinking about what there is to create mm. Mm. and that is why i, 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 agree, at, I, I agree with you and, and i can add something else i think the fact that um look if if you have if you take a typical player from west africa when he goes out from west africa and goes to europe he finds a much more sophisticated society and he doesn't want to go back to where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. The players in South Africa, I mean, look, if, you, if, you, if you've been around Europe, there are places where you go to in, in Europe that are not even half as developed as South Africa. So mm -hmm. when you come into South Africa, you, I mean, the first time I came to South Africa, I remember saying to myself, you know, this could be Holland or, or Germany because I was seeing the, the road signs in Africa yeah, yeah. and, and, you know, brilliant roads. Um, everything about South Africa just says that it could comfortably fit into somewhere in Europe. Mm. So, but from the fo footballing point of view, the clubs are well organized, the pitches are good, um, players, you know, live comfortably because you can afford to buy a car and all that. So, the, the, the question with the African, with African players is, when they go there, it's all or nothing. The, it's like it's all I'm here. I've got. I'm going to try and try and make it. Yeah. And that motivation. Unfortunately, it's not. And they come back when they come back from Europe. They even get a better deal here. And then, secondly, 
in some of those those countries in in, in Europe, um, some of the players don't earn um, maybe maybe more here because players, and then yeah. and then with yeah. the money that you earn there and the taxes that you pay mm-hmm. and the cost of 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 living, of living yeah. you here you can afford to buy a house and get so I many mean, things. I mean, look at yeah. France for example. The players in France get taxed a lot, so you might earn a lot in France, but then I think the tax is like sixty or something percent of that yeah. gets taxed. The other thing I was going to say is that one thing our players, unfortunately. I think they still don't get this, is that when you're going overseas, which is how you should be acting here in the first place, it's a job, mm. right? It's a job. So the weather might not be nice. The people might not be friendly. The food might not be to your liking, mm. but you're there to do a job. And because they know back home comfort, you know, everything yeah. that they, they, they would ever need is back home. And I think that's what separates the South African players to the African players. The African players, when they leave, they know, listen, it's all or nothing. And I have to leave here and let's, go let's, do let's, a let's job. Touch quickly, let's touch quickly on, on, on some of the players that we, you know, sort of are speaking about. I mean, someone like Tukelo Randi, who, you know, went from being, you know, Bournemouth's record signing uh, to, uh, you know, clubless right now. Uh, May Mahlangu, six European club already is at Ludogorets now. Timothy Rasmus, another one who's, you know, had a... Uh, no. He's had good moves. Season, yes, season there. He's had good moves, but he just, he's he just, good moves, he just but hasn't, he's hasn't, hit, he hasn't yeah. hit the peak because he's he played for a really good club. Mm. Some players go from Africa. They go from yeah. South Africa and they go to Sweden or, yeah. or go to some of the other leagues. But in the case of Kermit, yeah. he's gone to some really good clubs but just hasn't... Um, you know, lit any bobs there. He hasn't, he hasn't. And the one thing I want to highlight with all these names, Dinon Rover as well now playing in the Chinese second division, is that a lot of these players are not even, are hardly 28, which is where they should be, you know, you know, I guess in, in the peak of their years. So they've had, they've played for multiple European clubs, but they're hardly 28, which means they've spent on average less than two years at each club, which is in, 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 in many other ways, you know, an issue itself. You see, my thing, two things that I think we need to call to question here is that one of which, what's, where's the agent in all of this, mm. right? Because the agent is supposed to get the player's best deal. Yeah. You see Mino Raiola, right, all over TV, ready to get Pogba the maximum deal, yeah. right? And I, I think it's about time we start asking the agents, is Dino Ndrovu, second division China, that's the best you could get, mm. right? Maybe we start question is, Someone that was playing at if, Stamford Bridge. Yeah. If, somebody doesn't want, if somebody doesn't want him um, see, in, the, in the top leagues, he has to end up where someone, someone, someone is willing to take but him. Otherwise, I mean, he's not going to play, and then it's even worse. Which comes to my second point, right? Which comes to my second point is that, you know, then, you know, you start have... I think the players also have to accept that, guys, first of all, I always believe you have to gamble on your own talent. Mm. You have to do that, right? Then you have to ask yourself, okay, am I as good as what I think I am? Or am I, you know, the average? But if you're the average and, you know, you can't find some of the top clubs, that's still fine Mm. because you're at the highest level. You're playing against the best players. And again, it's a job. It's a job. That's a a very very know, You know, at at home, sitting on the couch, sitting Mm. in the stands, you know, we see it as entertainment. Yeah. But this is still a job for these guys. And and, and agreeing with you, uh, before we we take a bit of a short break, and agreeing with you, I look at someone like Stephen Pina, who when he left South Africa and went to Ajax Amsterdam, was... A, a, an attacking midfielder of the highest quality and he got to Ajax and he performed in that role and, and got some rave reviews from, from the likes of Madrid and, 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 and so forth 
the minute he, he, he left uh, Holland to go to um, he went to Dortmund to Dortmund, to Dortmund mm. you know that little period was difficult for him, for him. it yes. was difficult but when he finally did find a home in England his role changed he had to change his role he had to go from saying you know what I'm a, a, an attacking midfielder and nothing else and, and Everton were like no but you're going to play wherever we need you and he was able and willing to change that mindset of his and he had a, he's got a home now uh, at Everton Football Club yes. they love him you know so it, it is that, that, that willingness to, to, to and work I mean for for Tottenham, yeah, I remember. You know when Tottenham signed Steven Pinto, yeah. right? They were looking at signing some other players. I know uh, they were also looking at Danny Parejo, mm. who was oh, uh, yes, at Valencia. Yes, now. Valencia yeah. They were looking at guys to fill that role, and they said, "You know what? We believe in this guy mm. so much." And unfortunately, the injuries. So, see it through. My advice to the players: yeah. see it through. You never know. But I think the mentality you have to have is, you know what? I'm here to do a job, yeah. and I need to be the best at my job. When you get a chance, I, I think the, 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 my charge is when you get a chance to go to Europe. That is where you have to be with the best. Absolutely. You know, if you if you if you if you're only king of of uh, South Africa, you know, you, nobody will rate you globally. You once you've proven yourself here, and you have a chance to go to Europe, try and stick it out. Well, it's not, it's not all bad as far as South African players are concerned. And uh, I guess in going to that break, we have to mention the likes of Levo Motiba, who is really doing well for, for Leo, and uh, uh, Bongani Zumba as well, who's you know on, 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 on the radar on for a lot of some players. really, really, really big clubs in Europe. And uh, they really want or rather are looking at him. So it's not all bad uh, for South African footballers. We just wish that there were more who are doing a bit more uh, in their roles over in Europe. We're going to take a bit of a short break. We'll be back right after this. Want to witness the world's best football leagues from a front row seat? Supersport puts you front and center for all the scintillating action of the Premier League, La Liga, UEFA Champions League, the new UEFA Nations League, Absa Premiership, and now the Serie A. Follow the stars in every game that matters. Live in HD, the 2018-19 season. It's front row football on Supersport. Welcome back to Pitch Invasion. We've just had a, a nice and a serious look at what is happening over in the Premier League and in South African football. We're going to take our jackets off and our ties off a bit and just enjoy this little period now because we're going to touch on the start of La Liga and Serie A and we can't look too further beyond uh, Lionel Messi and his feats over the weekend. Yet another double for him, another fine performance and 6,000th uh, goal uh, for Barcelona that he scored. Not his 6,000th, but of course the 6,000th. 6,000 La Liga goal that Barcelona have scored and this after he also scored the fifth, the 5,000th rather uh, for the Blaugrana. Ola, are we going to expect anything different from uh, Lionel Messi this season as captain as well? No, I think, you know, Messi is one of those players where, you know, his standard is so high mm. that, you know, you almost, I mean, what, we're, we're 12, 13, 15 seasons in now and, you know, when have we seen any sign that he's going to tailor off? Yeah. I think it's going to be business as usual for him and Barcelona. And I think we're going to be seeing the same old Messi that we see every year. And I mean, the big question so far is, or has been, is the, the lack of Ronaldo in La Liga going to sort of demotivate Messi in terms of his performances? Uh, from what we've seen, it's not going to, but uh, your thoughts on that? Well, look, um, Lana Messi is not going to move to... He's definitely not going to move to Liverpool. Can we get that clear? He's not going to. We don't want him as well. Um, I think he'll be very happy that Ronaldo is not uh, there. Um, Really? Yes, because, you know, somehow, whatever he he does, Ronaldo kind of takes 
some of the the, the shine off him. Um, I was there when he scored the five thousand goal. Yeah. I was at Camp Nou, and so I almost can't believe now that it's already six thousand yeah. <laughs> goals. Tells yeah. you how much yeah. the teams in in Spain are mm. so so attacking. And then I was watching Syria last week and seeing how difficult it was for teams to to, yeah. to score goals. So uh, Messi is, you know. Quite rightly, one of the greatest players ever, and uh, he will continue to do his thing. What I like about Messi is that he he doesn't look at anybody; he just focuses, focuses on his... and does it. Whereas Ronaldo always wants to be the best mm. and takes on every single uh, uh, record. So um, let me put it this way: it's, it's very easy to be to to focus on your own game when your game is you know the game that Lionel Messi does possess. I want to ask, as captain, though, do you believe that's a, a good move from Barcelona, making him captain? I, I mean, he's 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 the leader of the team, mm. and you know we've seen him captain Argentina, which maybe not to to great results, but um, he's more of a Barcelona player. He, mm. He's been there since he was 13, so uh, quite rightly after after um, Iniesta, mm. uh, he's he's the natural leader to to take over the team because Pique, who maybe would have been a good choice. Um, as, as as captain, actually left Barcelona, went to United, yeah. and then came back. So Messi was already well established when he yeah. came back. And by the way, Pique is more into tennis these days. Another other <laughs> business. <laughs> he's he's a multi-billion sports empire. So mm. um, I think that it's a good move, and maybe without competition from Madrid, enough competition from Madrid and, and Atletico, he might. Lead them to his first title as a captain. Let's let's speak about let's speak about uh, Real Madrid. And I remember I, I said this comment the last time that Madrid are going to perhaps play better football without Ronaldo, but they're going to win less. And uh, your thoughts on that? Do you do do you know sort of agree with those sentiments? You know, I I've always said that um, Cristiano Ronaldo is a fantastic uh, finisher. Mm. He's possibly one of the greatest to get on the end of things mm. but in terms of the construction of play mm. right he's more at the end of and Real Madrid have a squad of constructors yeah. there's Isco there's Modric there's Cruz there's Asensio yeah. and I think those guys will have more freedom now in terms of expressing themselves mm. because some of those guys you know they couldn't get into the final third in yeah. those attacking areas because in Ronaldo's way and it's going to be interesting with Madrid now because you know with Ronaldo not there there's going to be a demand for all these other guys to actually start scoring, scoring goals yeah, and I'm not talking about 10 goals I mean Bell yeah. you, your your 15 20 might have to be 30 yeah. Benzema we can't expect 20 30 from you but it might have to be 20 at least and it's going to put some pressure on the guys to score more goals because the 40 that Ronaldo leaves with somebody or a, a group of guys yeah, have to there, there, there is no one there who is going to score those, those number of goals but they hence will, I say a group they will, of guys they will have to go out and buy I, you know I think I think I think this is where maybe Gareth Bale you know his ability as a footballer you know sort of fails him if, if, if because I feel Bale the difference between him and Ronaldo is that Bale you know, wants to be on the ball, wants to go towards the ball. Whereas he's shown that if you put him in the box, Bale can jump as high as Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, Bale can score, uh, you know, can left score. foot, right foot, as much as Ronaldo. It's just that he's not going to be the he's type of player that says, as well. he's not going to be the type of player that says, you know what, I'm going to be in the box and nowhere else. He's going to come out wide and he's going to try to take players there's off. There's only one CR7. <laughs> I, I told you a story about about when I was a kid and there was yeah. this, this guy in England who was scoring a lot of goals. There's yeah. Brian Robson who played for Manchester United. Yes, yes. 
yes, yes. But but there was another Brian Robson as well who was called Brian Pop Robson. When you have the time, go on Google. Brian Pop Robson will score. He's like Ronaldo. He waits there and the ball comes in. He, he scores. And, and yeah, you know, Garabel is not that kind of player. Bale, like you said, you know, he likes to get involved in the play. Yeah. But CR Seven is one guy who is like a, he's like a like a hired assassin. No, he is. You know, he like, you know he. He's a maxman. He goes and waits for his target and not doesn't miss. So, as far as Madrid are concerned, you know, are we starting to see them? I mean, it's nice and early in the season, but are we starting to see how much they're going to miss him? They lost the the, the European Super Cup to Atletico. The attendance at uh, the Bernabeu oh, in, in their poor. first game. That's that is the that was worse. Down Bruce you Springsteen find? pulls no, in more what, numbers. <laughs> what, what, you'll find, what you'll find that. is that uh, even on social media. Mm. There's a massive correlation. Real Madrid's fan fan base dropped a bit, and yeah. funny enough, this this month after the World Cup, yeah, was the first time Real Madrid was going top of the social media table mm. as the club with the, with the highest number of, of fans. Yeah, then all of a sudden they lose Ronaldo, and Juventus is climbing. Yeah, and Real Madrid is. is but you know what, Amika? To me, you know, it's just part and parcel of you know when you have a big player that moves on. It's it's not different like you see in Formula One. You know, you had Ferrari fans, you had Michael Schumacher fans. Yeah. Like you saw with uh, Mercedes and um, Lewis Hamilton, uh, when, what? McLaren. Yes. When Hamilton was at McLaren, right? You had McLaren fans and you had Lewis Hamilton fans, right? So it happens in football where some guys just do support the player, but, you know, subsequently no, no, they you, fall into got, supporting the team. You've got a generation, so a generation, generation of generation fans now. Support fans, the player. Fans now who are. They support who, the player. Who follow, who follow the player. They don't. Necessarily follow the club. Yeah. Exactly. So you find in the past, I mean, like, I mean, I've always supported Liverpool. And as much as I have affinity for Madrid when it comes to Spain and all that, these days you have fans who are more like, okay, in Spain I support Barcelona, in England I support this, yeah. that, 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 that. You know, so you've got, you've got those kind of situations. But what is even more is Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, Zlatan. Yeah. There are about five, or even Ozil, there are about five or six players what? who are Juggernauts when it comes Sorry, to marketing. Can you can you remove Messi also? <laughs> you just named Ronaldo oh, no, Messi. No. Can you remove Messi also from, from, from there? From from a fan from a fan base. Mm. Messi also is still probably the biggest star in the Premier League. Now that Zlatan is not there, he's probably the biggest. Um, you know what? Actually, this is I, coming I from an Arsenal. You know guy. what? I wouldn't. No. Dis- I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I come, I'm trying to think of a player that, from a, a fan perspective, you know, pulls in more uh, in England than than Ozil. Who would? Who you would see, you? here's the thing, right? I, I don't want to get to as much, right? I'll, I'll stay with No, no, we're not talking about his performance. Right? We're just staying as, as a... As, as a fan, okay? Yeah. You see, for me, right, in, with Ronaldo specifically, okay, this is where sports as a whole, not just football, branding, mm. the players these days are realizing their worth. They've seen Michael Jordan, mm. right? They've seen what he's done and he's built an empire. They've seen Tiger Woods. They've seen Roger Federer right mm. now. They've seen Serena Williams. football, right? So they now know, listen... This club will always be there. I won't. I need my own fans. Mm. I need my own followers. I need my own worshippers, you know. So I'm not surprised that Ronaldo, through his marketing, CR7, the celebrations, he's got his own uh, movie or documentary, whatever you want to mm. call it. So that has built his own fan base. So with him going to Juventus, he's taken a large number of those. Yeah. But it doesn't mean all those guys were, and girls were Madrid fans. No, no. It, so it, that's it, why, it to come, me, it I boils, think it boils down I'm to, not surprised. It boils down to the, to the marketing aspect of it now. Because you have a situation where, you know, when Neymar went to, to PSG, mm. they had shirt sales. 
skyrocketed. Same with Ronaldo when he moved to, to Juventus. So you, we, we get into a point where we, we just have to um, understand that there's a lot more to this game than just what happens on the pitch. On the pitch. There's also a, a, another battle yeah. on the digital plane, which, uh, which counts for everything now. Well, we're speaking about battles, and uh, uh, Juventus have got a big battle coming up in Serie A. Uh, not only in their next game, but of course, in the, as far as the season is concerned, yes, they are champions, seven-time champions in a row. Uh, game one didn't go according to plan, as far as Ronaldo was concerned, but uh, Juventus still managed to get their win. I think you and you touched on this how difficult it is going to be for Ronaldo to find the back of the net with as much regularity as he did in Spain. Ronaldo needs to understand that at Juventus, you know, he's going to have to settle into the team. Mm. One of the first things he needs to try and do is try and play provider. Mm. Just like how Salah realized he had to play provider. Mm. Because one, he's going to be tightly marked. And we saw in that game, you know, one, one the funniest part of the game was was how he was frowning the entire time. Yeah, he was. And then, you know, he get, he supposedly gets a goal or they, they get a goal where he goes and clatters the, the keeper and then you know, something remarkable happened. First of all, it was goal line technology saying it was a goal. And then uh, VAR overruling goal, goal yeah, line technology. And then, you see, <laughs> and then you see Ronaldo's face. He's all gloomy and so on. And then when they finally get the, the, the goal yeah. and you see the smile that lights up his, his face, it was really comical. I mean, I, I thought, you know, the, Ronaldo's facial expression throughout that game just mm. typifies how much of a competitive guy he is yeah. and then secondly how individualistic he is he mm. wants to be the one to take all the glory I mean he could he could be provider because Mario Manzuki mm. came off the bench and was the difference yeah. for, for Juve he's got another chance now uh, up against perhaps uh, the team that's going to be challenging Juventus for the title once again in Napoli Hola look he is going to score right let's just calm down everybody he will <laughs> okay when that is we don't know but, you know, against Napoli, it's going to be interesting. The, the battle with Koulibaly yeah. against Ronaldo. Because Koulibaly is one of those defenders that you could, le you could leave him to man-mark somebody. Absolutely. He's, he's got, got the no, pace, no he's got the strength, yeah. and he's really good at defending. And he's good in the air as well, and physically strong. So I think that's going to be challenging. But, you know, one thing that Ronaldo does have over a lot of forwards is that, you know, there's something that you often can't explain, but I'll leave it as he just knows how to get there. Yeah. He just knows how to get there. The ball will be in the box, but he will be there. Mm. And we all, we all, I won't we be surprised all, we all thought, if he pokes in one. Chiellini or... and Co. will deal with him, and then he goes and scores yeah. a spectacular bicycle. Ronaldo, you know, he's, he's always primed when he has to play against the really good defenders. Mm. You know, I, I, I agree with you, he will score. And, and I, make no mistake about it, I think that, um, he's gonna find that, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna find that. Give me a number, give me a number. How many, how many do you think he'll find this season? 27. Um, 27 league alone. 27 league goals. Okay. I don't know, but in all competition, look, mm. he eats the Champions League alive. I think, I think he might score 27 more. 27 league goals. I think, I think he, he might, score more I think than... he might score more because ultimately, um, once he gets <laughs> once he gets used to the to the players, Ronaldo yeah. will get his hard tricks because he's going to score free kicks. He's yeah. going to score. Uh, he he want to play penalties. Uh, he will score. What, what, uh, which which sort of two or three teams do you think will be pushing Juve based on what we saw from Inter the Milan. weekend? I think Inter are going to be. Uh, I'm sorry. Despite okay. their loss, you know I watched lost. Inter on the weekend. They, they, they were terrible, and they, and they signed so many players, either. and they won Modric after that loss. <laughs> right? So they can forget about. They honestly that. didn't give me too much hope. Either. I really think um, 
You know what, Roma looked good. Okay, I know they needed a late um, winner, but you know, they've got an interesting batch of players. Yeah. And I think Roma are going to push hard this year. Okay, I, I was being too harsh on Inter. Once maybe their players settle. Yeah. It's uh, one I game. Think, it's one game, my I, friend. I still think Roma, you know, based on their signing. Yeah, Napoli. Yeah, Roma, Roma, Roma is a good side. So, so, so let, let's, let's, let's put in Roma, uh, Napoli and Inter Milan. Okay, so that's... Uh, what a shame that AC Milan is not even it's in terrible. this discussion. Well, AC Milan that's is... Terrible. Going, they're going through a rebuilding process. Let's give them another one here. And, uh, but you never know. I mean, this is Syria. And, and they're trying to poach uh, Ivan Gazidis from Arsenal, AC Milan. So, you know, who knows if they get that deal through. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see how Syria goes. But I must say, it's, it's good to see it back again. It's good to uh, be catching up on uh, the best of Italian football. And based on what we saw in week one, uh, there's going to be some really interesting... Yeah, ties I mean, with some really surprising a, results. A, a lot of people are going to watch well. it because, yeah. um, you know, that, that UV game um, gave people... Yeah. Um, most people would have thought, you know, Juve will team roll exactly, exactly. at Kievo. But I thought Kievo were just unbelievable. They, they, they almost had that game sewn up. And here's something I didn't realize, that Spal that team was in uh, uh, Serie A last season as well. I thought they were, the, no, they they were, were, they were new no, to the, no, they were to the top flight. And, uh, yeah, Parma is the team that um, looks like a new team, but this was this was one of the iconic teams of the 90s. The former great Parma, Lilian yeah. Turam, you know, uh, Buffon himself. I think it will um, do Italian football the world of good if they get back to somewhere near those uh, glory days. But let's move on to some general uh, news making headlines in the world of football. And I'm going to start with uh, South African football where I don't know if we are too surprised, Gola, in the fact that Dan Malisela is no longer coach at Chipper United. I, you, you know what? When I saw this, <laughs> honestly, I had to check my calendar to see if it was April 1st. Because I couldn't believe this. I really couldn't believe Two this. Two weeks into the season. I couldn't believe this. And, you know, when they brought Dan Malisela, mm. I thought they brought him in because, you know, he has that X factor into yeah. motivating players. And he galvanizes the team. He's a really good mm. guy in the dressing room, from what I hear. And I thought, you know, okay, they've learned from Kola, their mistakes. Kola, and maybe... are, you, are you saying you were surprised? To be honest, I was. Chipa United. They sacked it. Chris, Kim Kardashian's marriage to what was that basketball <laughs> player was longer than this. No, I think <laughs> that's how look, surprised I am. Chipa United um, sacking their coach is like um, it's like butter on bread. <laughs> you know, always weeks, it's something Amika that goes it's something, together. It's something that you know we we have this saying. In, in the office, when it comes to cheaper, that you know, let's just, let's just keep looking at the breaking mm. news and see. Yeah, you, you know, they will feature this somewhere. Cheaper. I mean, how many coaches have they had in the last it's, few years? Probably like fifteen even, or yeah, so. We can't even count. We can't you know, I lost count. count. So, are you, I, are I you surprised in who they brought in to replace? I must say that I was quite surprised because I I, I don't think any of this. The top coaches who want to go then mm. because you know, you know it's like go, it's like when you go to Chelsea. It's a job, I mean. You might be you know, fired by, exactly. by Abramovich. A so, later, yeah. Um, but Eric Tinkler, you know, he's 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 done well. Um, he, you know, he's done well with 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 Cape Town City. He's done well. Did well with Orlando Pirates, and also did well with uh, with Super Sport United. So, yeah. Um, he seems like a proven guy, but um, he's been blessed that. Uh, most of the jobs that he's done in the Premier, in the Premier League are with the top teams, uh, starting with Orlando Pirates. Yeah, so he did a great job. Um, so he might have to see what it, what it's like to to, to take on a team yeah. um, that is not one of those traditional uh, powers. Yeah. And you know, Tinkler is um, one of those coaches that uh, you know do not have a lot to prove mm. in terms of what they're good at. But 
maybe uh, he might convince Keeper to, to let him stick for, uh, for, for uh, a while I must say, speaking to, to some uh, uh, colleagues in, in, as far as the, the APSA Premiership is concerned, and you know, just going through who they they feel will be relegated this season, yes, it is very early, but Chippa United came up uh, quite regularly, so it'll be interesting to see if that sort of that dynamic does change with, yeah, with, 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 with Eric. I don't think they're, yeah. they're going to be um, relegated. I think that we'll, we'll, we'll see. He struggled in his yeah. last season at Supersport. I saw yeah. people set up um, a with Roger all those years ago. <laughs> Nick, yeah, then, I, know, I know, but you know, so. Um, when the club is in turmoil, something's got to give. Yeah. How many, week, how many weeks into the season? Amika, we're three weeks there, into there's the still, season. There's still room to... to uh, I mean, Chiefs haven't won any game, so... But you would rather put your money on Chiefs rebounding than cheaper <laughs> coming back and, you know, not saving themselves from... I hope, I, I, I hope we don't, rather I, I hope we don't see another form, change at cheaper. Here's, here's, here's another surprise. I don't know if it is much of a surprise. Uh, I'm going to come to you, Amika. Samuel Eto still playing first and foremost and on the move again Samuel Eto is he's a he's a great athlete mm. and the good thing about Samuel Eto I mean I've, I've known him from when he, when he was at Mallorca and then he played with Fenidi yeah um, this, he was he was a very young kid when he was at Real Madrid before he went to Mallorca and you know because he's been around for so long people mm. think that he's so old the good thing about it is that if you look after yourself and you keep yourself in good shape you know, you can see the very good, and where is he going to? He's going to Qatar. Yeah. Uh, you know? is, 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 not is it not time for him to just no, no, I mean, look, boots, he's going to Qatar no, where, where he's going to get a good pay. Uh -huh. So, and you'll I mean, probably get some ambassador and he, and role he, somewhere and, along and, the line. You know, he might just be become an ambassador for the good, So, I, I think it's a smart move. Mm. If Eto still feels he can play, why not? Why not? I mean, you look at Ronaldo still playing. So, uh, look, I, I feel you know, um, players like Eto, they're very smart, mm. they, they can see the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So him going to Qatar, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere along the line, there's some ambassador role in for him where he's going to be, you know, the face of the league where he's going to represent it in some way or another. I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, Eto, he loves football, clearly. This is the one criticism I had about Ronaldinho. I know it's slightly off topic because I watch guys like Perlo play well into the late ages, Lampard, and I'm like, couldn't Ronaldinho just carry on and, and, and Drogba play? Look, look at Drogba, what he's yeah. done. So Eto, like Amika said, he's looked after himself. He feels like he still can play. Why not? He's earned the stripes. Talking about Ronaldinho, I saw him play FIFA on a 20 World Cup in, in uh, Nigeria in 99. He was in that World Cup with Ashley Cole, uh, Xavi, Ika Casillas, uh, Roque Santa Cruz from, from Paraguay, um, Junichi Chi Inamoto from. These are the guys who played in that tournament. Uh, Sedu Keita was the player of the tournament. So, um, when you look at, at these guys, I mean, someone, Eto is 37. Roger Miller played and scored in the World Cup at 42. Mm. Um, you know, Eto, Eto looks, if you see him, he looks fit. And if you're fit, a player like Ronaldo, I think, can play up till he's 39 or, yeah. or, or 40. Easily. So, yeah. 45. So, I mean, look, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I was quite thrilled when I saw that he, that he played. And don't be surprised if he goes there and bangs in some goals. Oh, but... Uh... A good move as far as Ole and Amiga are concerned with Samuel Eto. We're going to move on to La Liga captains and having plenty to say about this America game. Uh, your thoughts on that, Ola? You know, it's interesting because for me, 
it's just the hallmarks of capitalism. Yeah. Excuse me, capitalism, right? The Liga want to expand the league. They want to export it to, you know, whoever's interested. Yeah. And they want to grow the game. Good for the league. I just don't think the captains should get involved because the league are doing what they need to do to protect the interests mm. of the league. The players, you get paid well, you get looked after by your clubs. Yeah. So what if you have to play one or two games, you know, in Kansas City? Yeah. You know what I mean? So what? Because the NFL, you can see, and the NBA, they're trying to grow their league. Absolutely. They, they play at Wembley. Job, yeah. They play yeah. at the O2 Arena. And I think the captains need to look beyond just what mm. they think, you know, is in their interest and start looking at the bigger picture. This is for the league. Yeah. Not for uh, them. I, I just have to say that, I, you know, I think that, that the, the, La Liga has done well in the last two or three years. They've really gone, gone aggressive. They realize that, you know, wait a minute, we produce the, the European champions all the time. Yeah. And they've, they've tried to, to, to try and catch up with what the Premier League has done. Years ago, Richard Kudamo tried to create a 39 uh, Premier League game, um, you know, overseas. Yeah. It was knocked down by clubs and, and players. And I'm surprised that, you know, with, with Spain, um, who would naturally oppose this would have been Real Madrid and Barcelona, mm. who usually for a long time they had to beg them to to agree to a joint deal. They used to have their own deal separate from the other TV deals yeah. for everyone. But mm. one thing we've seen with La Liga is they've set up offices across Africa. They have an office in Johannesburg, they have one in Nigeria, they have you know, across Africa, across the world. I, I went to a conference last year and I met about eight La Liga um, regional directors from different parts of the world. One thing they've done right is they they're prepared to push the boundaries they they were one of the first they signed a deal with facebook in the indian subcontinent to stream all their all 380 games live on, on for free on facebook and now they've also um they, they had an experiment with the uh, El classico in miami and it was sold out yes. so you know um playing the game in america is a no-brainer mm. because the whole of the other, South, the other thing, America, yeah. Spanish-speaking people. Exactly, that's what, that's what I was coming to. That's the the whole thing. of the South, Southern, South American, uh, South America is mostly Spanish-speaking, apart from yeah. Brazil and maybe Guyana. And then you find that in in America, in in the US, Mexico is all Spanish-speaking. In the US, second language, um, Spain. Sp Sp Spanish is the second um, highest spoken yeah. language in the, in the country. So it pays them from a business point of view. And yes. uh, let me tell you they're not going to win this, this battle. It's like, you know, um, the Davis Cup, uh, where where PK's company went and proposed a, a new deal with them. It was opposed by Boris Becker, uh, Leighton Hewitt, and all the older players. But yeah. the guys who are playing now realize that, wait a minute, $2.7 billion coming into into national team tennis. Yeah. And the players are going to earn something out of it. They, they're all for it. The current players who are, who are there are all for it. So, I mean... These players can complete all the all the all the all the most they want, but the, the it's the, the business the money taking a business decision. Yeah, simple as that. And well, it, it helps. It helps when you do have a Real Madrid or Barcelona, two of you know uh, probably the, the biggest brands, sporting brands, you know, across all sporting codes uh, in the world. Wrapping that up and moving on to uh, our favorite part of the show, which is uh, always the fantasy and having a look at uh, uh, what uh, the Various players in, in England's top flight have to offer. Again, uh, really happy with the Richarlison in my team. Uh, he's he's got Late the year to go. Late by. And Aguero. A, Aguero is, is my man. Oof. I told you. I, man. I told you in the first week. There's another man. I said it doesn't matter what Jesus yeah. and and Jesus is his name. Gabriel. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. He. I mean, Aguero is still the man. 
I saw that first goal yeah. and I was Listen. just like, there aren't many strikers who are that, that just composed. And I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. But That's all to those that took uh, the gamble and put him as triple the captain. So. Oof, nice and early. Yeah. Well, look, it, it worked. It worked, didn't it? It worked. And Sadio so Mane. He's, he's another one that, that uh, I think... Well, at the moment, he's winning the battle between himself and... and Him and Salah. I, I don't think so. I just think that, you know, they, 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 they realize that, look, for them, for them to win, mm. sometimes it's not it's who is best placed. Yeah. You know? And if you look at that game, there, there were times where, where Firmino and even Mane created chances yeah. for, for Salah. But at that moment, that goal remind, reminded me of the Arsenal goal from, from the last season where... You know, they, they both ran in front oh, of the yes, And yes, one yes, thing yes. I loved about Manny was how he ran in front of the, the defender, yeah. which meant that he was going to foul him with a card penalty. No, I, I think he's, he's, I don't know if we did touch on this last time as well. He's realized that, you know, he's going to have to also, it's not going to just come naturally because, you know, he he's a former Liverpool player of the year. He's going to have to to earn his and he's right fast, to be. Eh? Everyone, he does, everyone talks about Salah being strong. Everyone talks about Salah being fast. I think that Manny is also incredibly fast. Yeah, that which is can only be good for Liverpool, I guess, if you've got uh, both of them, you know, looking to beat the, uh, the other two scoring goals. Uh, that's with Liverpool, though. As far as maybe uh, from an Arsenal point of view, Man, which players I, you know, do you think you, you want to add on to your, 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 your fantasy team? Again, to our millions of listeners, I said on the first episode, yeah. when Dowsey. Yeah. Absolutely. As, that as, as guy. A, wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Fantasy or just as his... Fantasy. Right. How on earth? One, he's cheap, right? I know uh, usually uh, holding midfielders don't get many points. Right. But you saw Kante in the first game yeah. when he does get forward. I'm telling you now, Gwen Dowsey, he will be given more room to shoot. He's a threat in the air. And I see more uh, bonus performances coming out of that guy in games to come. And I think he's going to be one I, heck of a poach. I, I, if I'm you have sure that five that. million left, just yeah. and there's, I know Kante, I think, I'm sure he's gone up by point one. But I know yeah. when is, that, is anybody, five million. Is, any, is anybody I looking at? Is anybody looking at at Virgil Van Dijk? You know what? Again with Liverpool, they are Burnley away from everything, just <laughs> crashing down. I know you've had two good games. They haven't considered Sam a goal. Is gonna come there. They haven't. Con- it's the end of story. They haven't considered a goal. So I'm, I'm easy with Liverpool defenders. Although, although Trent Alexander-Arnold, I have him. And I think I think either either of the wing goodbye. backs, either of Liverpool's wing backs, will give you points. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that is an issue. That is an issue. And Eden Hazard, Eden Hazard, is he staying? I think he will stay. Is he staying? I don't, I said my thing, my thing with 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 Hazard for fantasy is that they haven't started position, him in his position. There are so many. But he, but he was so he, was, he players, was decisive when he came on. There's so many players that can give you that, you know, and perhaps a bit more uh, cheap as well than than Hazard, you know. So I'm not sure. You I'm know what? You're sure. right. Was my problem with Hazard is that when I look at him, and then you look at De Bruyne. 14, 13 odd goals with like 17, 18 assists. Yeah. And, you know, bonus performances. So that's, you know, Hazard is a good buy. Don't get me wrong. If you can have Hazard and other players, but I still think, well, De Bruyne is out now. But, you know, ah, I don't know about Hazard. <laughs> I'm not sure. One guy who's killing me, who you cannot buy, is Pep Guardiola. Who is going to start? Is it Sane? Is it Mares? That's the is issue. It, who? Because I had Sane. I'm thinking, okay, I'm sure he's going to give Aguero two goals. And, you know, David Silva starts. Then next week it's Gundogan. And yeah. He's killing my fantasy. Pep Guardiola is killing my fantasy. <laughs> Pep Guardiola has built an army. And uh, he doesn't like people 
Destiny's lineup. Whether you're a fantasy manager or oh, not. Oh, it's killing me. <laughs> Sorry, Kola. Well, uh, that is uh, just uh, a little uh, view as to what the Fantasy Premier League has got to offer. It's only two weeks in, uh, so there's still a lot to look forward to. Big game, though, coming up uh, this uh, uh, next week with uh, United hosting Tottenham. Mm. Uh, do you invest in that? Do you get a player or two uh, in, in your you fantasy from that game? Tottenham, for some odd reason, Manchester United stay kryptonite. Mm. You know, I, I really, I'm actually going to pull my Tottenham <laughs> up from that game because I don't know what it is. At Old Trafford, Tottenham, something just doesn't mm. uh, work out. Listen, most most people didn't have most people didn't have Hurricane in their team because they thought uh, I he doesn't score in August. <laughs> he doesn't score in August. Now he scored in August. And you know what? Maybe I I, I might contradict yeah. myself after Bayi's performance <laughs> last week in Lindelof. <laughs> Hmm. I will yeah. put hmm. I will put Tottenham players in my lineup. Hmm. Players or player? I will I will put one or two. Hmm. You know, uh, Dele Ali, maybe. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Arsenal have got West Ham, so uh, maybe it is time to invest in the likes of Mkhitaryan. Oh, who seems finishing. To be... Oh, well, he's he's, oh, he's well, it's not just a finishing. I think his performances have sort of picked up. You know, a, a level or two. So maybe it is time to invest in someone like him. Aubameyang, we're still yet to see. Uh, you know him at his very best. Uh, maybe Lacazette coming in can unlock that potential. But um, a lot to look forward to as far as fantasy is concerned. And uh, to those who are near the top of their leagues, congratulations uh, for some of us who are still struggling to come to terms. Trying to a make lot of work. Me. A lot of work lies ahead. <laughs> but that's uh, it then uh, for our fantasy uh, league uh, conversation. Let's quickly touch on these little stats from uh, the past few weeks as far as top leagues are concerned. We saw 49 goals have been scored in uh, 25 games in South African football, the Absa Premiership. The Premier League has got 60 in uh, the opening 20. Serie A opening weekend, 21 goals in uh, only 8 matches. La Liga opening weekend, 26 goals in 10 games. Can we read uh, too much into that? Um, with Serie A, not surprised mm. because they, they, they usually little emphasis on, on defending. Mm. Um, Premier League, I think we'll, we'll even see more goals. Yeah. Uh, PSL, we know that we don't have uh, 20 goal, goals a season strikers. Why don't we? Why don't we? That's, that's always because, because players spend so much time on the ball when they should be shooting. Mm. You know, uh, they, they, there's, there's got to be that, that whole orientation where when you're facing the goal, I mean, that's why I like uh, you know, players who will shoot from from a distance, mm. like Tompo Kikana. You know, he will shoot from Sanders Echo if he has a chance to shoot. Players in South Africa don't like to shoot. Mm. Okay, so maybe for those who are listening, if you are a player, just take a chance, man. You never know what would happen. Now, we certainly need to see those numbers as far as the absolute premiership improve. Well, it's uh, episode three done and dusted. I don't know if you have anything to add, Ola, as far as Arsenal and their prospects. Uh, no yes, wins in two uh, games. If you look at the bookies, they have uh, Arsenal thrashing West Ham. So we're getting back to winning ways. I see a nice 4-0 four, four nil, four nil win against West Ham. 4-0 win. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, so Brighton beat, beat Man United and the players are looking forward to uh, a trip to Anfield. And I remember Jeez, last, Brighton, last season... Uh, last season, easy fixtures. Last season, what, 5-1. <laughs> <laughs> and they're looking forward to coming to Anfield. They are looking forward to coming to, uh, to Anfield. So uh, I would say another 5 nil for Liverpool. And uh, here's a big one. Here's a big one before we do uh, close. United uh, Spurs... Uh, Prediction, Ola? Again, you know, Man United is um, kryptonite for Tottenham and 
I think United are going to comfortably win this 2 0. We'll get Jose back to smiling and talking and uh, being the special one again. A win for Tottenham. Win for Tottenham. Yes, 2-1. Okay. We'll be touching on these uh, predictions uh, next time. But uh, for episode three, that's pretty much all we do have for you. In the closing, my name is Luazi Zikubu. Hola, Makwaza. And hey, you know, go to support. Just go don't, walk, don't walk alone, man. <laughs> go Brighton. <laughs> no, Liverpool, please. No, none of that. <laughs> that's it for now. Cheers.